Welcome to AASHTO Resource Q&A. We're taking time to discuss construction materials testing and inspection with people in the know. From exploring testing problems and solutions to laboratory best practices and quality management. We're covering topics important to you. Now, here's our host, Brian Johnson. In this episode of AASHTO Resource Q&A, we're taking a look at how the construction materials testing and inspection industry has responded to a global pandemic. For perspective from CCRL, we've got the director of CCRL, Jan Prowl, taking some time out of his busy schedule to talk with us today. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Jan. Thanks, Brian. So this this series of podcasts, and we will have other discussions with you and other management from CCRL to talk about other issues, uh, but this one's focused on the everybody's response to COVID-19 and having to take people off the road for their normal inspection activities and stop proficiency samples and figure out what we're going to do to carry on normal business. So what I want to ask you up front is what did you go through in the beginning when you first found out that, hey, uh, we need to stop what we're doing and get everybody self-quarantining? Well, we've actually been paying attention to this a little longer than than most had. Unfortunately, some of us had some family issues come up, which did not uh, definitely compounded some some issues. But uh, we noticed this early and start preparing the possibility of having to shut down just so we knew what was going on. And when the decision was made, we, we pulled people back. Um, had them finish up their labs that they were on and then promptly pulled them back. Uh, but it took us, because we were out west, it took us about a week to get people uh, uh, home. It yeah, was did a anybody, process. Did anyone have to get pulled like mid-inspection? Mid, uh, or were uh, they able to finish it? We had one person who uh, uh, left mid-inspection they were mostly done. They were supposed to finish up Monday, but they had to come home for a uh, previously scheduled event, and they just didn't go back out. Okay, gotcha. And and, and for those listeners at home, uh, we are all at our home, so you will hear uh, children, cats, dogs, uh, <laughs> pots, pans, you name it. It's all part of life now, so we are going to go with it. Uh, <laughs> Apologies the other thing that, that. Yeah, yeah, no, no worries. Uh, Kim's cat is a regular guest on the podcast. Uninvited. She She's uninvited. uninvited. She's bummed that this isn't video as well. <laughs> Let's just say that she likes to show off. But anyway, sorry, we digress. Yeah. Uh, now, when when you pulled everybody back on the road, what what sort of uh, preparations were you making back here, or adjustments were you making, and and can you take us through the thought process? Well, our shift at the time was, and priority was to get people back. Uh, after that, we were in the middle of our concrete sample, so we were progressing with that and used the extra manpower to, to get some, uh, a little bit ahead on that. Unfortunately, about two weeks later, I think, is when the state shut down, so we were left with most of our concrete sample sent out 
we had the first stone packaged. We were able to get that done before the shutdown. But because we were getting so many notices from FedEx about delivery problems, we opted not to send out the first set of stone boxes. And they ended up sitting in our facility for, oh, two months before we could get back in and get those sent out, get the next set of stone packaged uh, with a reduced uh, uh, number of staff helping just to make sure that we're far enough apart. And instead of what normally takes us two days to package, took closer to four days with the reduced staff. And that's what we've been experiencing since then is uh, we can package materials. It's just taking longer to do. Uh, In some cases that requires a lot of manpower. If it's just something that two people can handle or three people, we haven't had an issue or slow down there. Right. Yeah, now what Jan's referring to is the, the concrete samples for CCRL come out and how many, what is it, six boxes? Six boxes, about 250 pounds. Right, so and, and because they we're limited on our space in the proficiency sample packaging area, they kind of have to do it in segments. So, you know, they might ship out the cement component and then some of the aggregate components separately, but they got stuck midstream. And I'm sure you got a lot of questions from customers during that period of time. <laughs> We did. Uh, we answered the best best we could at the time. Uh, there were a lot of uh, questions that we we didn't even have answers to at the time. And that sample is closed now, or is it still open? Uh, that sample we was supposed to close today. We have uh, today being the the last day of July. We have extended the deadline by a week because we were getting a lot of feedback from labs saying that they were still, that they'd just gotten around to it in the last two weeks uh, to start preparing because they were still uh, shut down or scheduling issues with uh, COVID-related. Now, do you have an idea about the response rate at this point? Is it it typical or is it way down from normal or return rate on results? I have not had a chance to look, to be honest. It's uh, it's been interesting. I know uh, with the on the astro resource side with their proficiency samples, the return uh, re- result return rate after pushing the deadline out was kind of similar to what a normal one would be in the end. But you still had uh, anecdotal incidents where somebody said, "Oh, the you know the technician had uh, COVID and couldn't work when we had scheduled them to get the proficiency sample testing done." Uh, you know, so you will have those kind of stories, but it seemed like essentially, uh, well, using that term, essentially, uh, <laughs> there were essential duties for people in our industry. They kept them working all, all along, but they're still playing catch up. Yeah, we noticed more of an issue with our blended sample, uh, blended cement sample. They have 28 day tests in there. So any delays early on really get compounded uh, quickly with 28-day tests. Uh, at least with the concrete, you're looking at a seven-day test being the longest. So it, it's much easier to work around. Yeah. So now when, when we were able to get back into the office and, and you guys were able to get people back into package, did you have any difficulty getting, getting the manpower to complete the task of getting the rest of those boxes sent out with samples? 
We knew we would be limiting how many people we had going in initially, and we had um, two extra people volunteer on the first round uh, to go in. Uh, we're back doing some work. We just finished our concrete masonry unit sample two weeks ago, and we had the correct number of people that we normally use offer to help. So. We didn't have any problem with that. We're now, as we uh, look in the future at some of the other samples that we may need to use 11 people, that may be an issue, but we also have an issue with trying to make sure that we can expand the, the assembly line out longer to keep people separate and that they're not working shoulder to shoulder. So that that's some of the, the things we're, we're looking looking at over the next two months uh, before our next big sample. Yeah, and I also want to point out, you, you do serve a role, just and this is an uh, overarching uh, role for our entire building in helping with the safety precautions that we've taken. And I'd say you've done a good job with that. Do you, do you have to um, make any other adjustments to how people are doing the work other than that distancing, you know, uh, just to keep people safe? Uh, thank you for that compliment, Brian. Some of the other things we're having to look at is is that space uh, that we do package uh, with the dust collection systems we're using. That's that's actually been a big bonus for us that we're actually starting to use it for a lot more than what we typically did just to pull air away. But unfortunately, that means that space is not air conditioned, uh, and it is summer and it's hot. Uh, we are uh, requiring staff to wear masks. So I know our staff, uh, at least on the CCRL side, the building opens up at 5 a.m. Uh, somebody's disarming the alarm that early. That way they can get in when it's still cool. And they're typically finishing up uh, right before lunchtime just to avoid the uh, heat of the afternoon. But yeah, they're, they're looking at that. They're the masks are presenting a challenge because it definitely makes people hotter, uh, even with putting fresh ones on. It's still it's still a challenge. Yeah, I know. I've been going in for uh, some of the resource proficiency samples to help out, and it, and it, the the adjustment of hours helps a lot. And, and really, you, you, after a while, you forget you're wearing the mask. Sure, you sweat. Like I'm having more problems from like the the sweat from the top of my head down, <laughs> rather than like mask down. Uh, but let, let's uh, let's shift focus a little bit and talk about the assessment or inspection side of this. How are the inspectors adjusting? I mean, they're having to make major changes to the way they carry out their work. The first uh, transition from the office to home, uh, just like all of us, was was a challenge. And I mean, some people are still dealing with with issues from from that transition, as as a lot of us have families at home, so you know, have the interruptions, oh, yeah. kids and <laughs> and cats and everything else. Um, but we've just uh, recently started doing the remote inspections for the regular tour. Uh, this week was the first week that we had some of those going on. Previous to this, we were doing our first-time labs and our out-of-sequence urgent requests, we we're handling those. But now we're starting to roll it out for the rest of the labs in our program. 
and expanding it to additional uh, inspectors over the next uh, two or three weeks. Everybody will be brought online and we'll just start be forming these uh, through the end of the year and see where we go, uh, see when areas can open up, what areas won't open up anytime soon. And there's going to be a lot of thought into when to uh, start sending people out and where and how. So Jan, I have a question. What's been the biggest challenge? And we're asking this to everybody, so it's not, I'm not picking on you or anything like that, but what's been the biggest challenge during this transition time for you, for you and for CCRL? For me personally, the days are starting to blur together. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely can relate to that. <laughs> It's it's been interesting because I'm losing track of what day is is what. Uh, but even just in the day, uh, it seems like the day has expanded a lot longer. That it, I don't know. I I don't seem to uh, be able to sit down and relax until close to nine o'clock at night, and then you go to bed and you wake up and it's Groundhog Day all over again. Uh, for CCRL, it's, it's the uh, transition to working from home and uh, the shift to uh, remote work, remote inspections, uh, not having access to quite as much resources as you were used to. Uh, as we pointed out with the proficiency sample, uh, you have less, uh, less help for the bigger, bigger tasks that, that may need it. So we're having to scale things out, and instead of two days to do something, it may take three or four. Now, what what uh, Jan Jan's a very um, thoughtful person. He he's always thinking about the big the big picture, uh, possible solutions. So I'm going to ask the question that Kim stumped me with, uh, and this <laughs> may be a hard one for you too, because I know how thoughtful you are. Has anything surprised? you about how this has played out up to this point in all honesty nothing big little, <laughs> I knew that was gonna be to awesome. have. I was expecting maybe having a little bit more of a reprieve before things got worse again I still have one vehicle down in Texas I'm trying to uh, uh, have brought back to Maryland with a set of equipment so we could at least do calibrations and everything else. But that just didn't materialize like I was hoping it would. And now I'm pushing those plans off. Um, and it's just some of the little things. I've been, I've been watching uh, maps on uh, where things are, uh, where cases are per capita, and it's interesting watching it over time move from one part of the country to another and then shift around. It's, I, I find that type of thing very interesting and numbers very interesting. So uh, that's sure. one of the things I've been doing to keep myself sane and, and try and comprehend this. Mm -hmm. Now, what, what's the customer response been like for CCRL? Um, supportive questioning because I mean they want to have answers and we don't necessarily have the answers. We're starting to have more answers now than what we did. Uh, but there's occasion we get questions. It's just like oh we 
hadn't thought of that one. The international uh, participation in the proficiency samples have been one big question mark because we have some people who want to participate and then you go to send something and it gets turned around in customs because they're not accepting packages from the United States or this or that. There's there's a lot more obstacles and and detours that have to be made to, to make things work. <laughs> For sure. Uh, Kim, any any other questions you have for Jan? Yeah, I just if you have have any ideas of what possibly like the long lasting impact of this pandemic is going to be on the industry on CCRL. It will at least for CCRL. We'll probably be taking a look at how we do things mm -hmm. uh, and maybe making some alterations to the proficiency sample program or the inspection program. Uh, there may be some long-term changes out of this as we find things that work, things that don't work. We can uh, implement and, and keep what's and retain what's working for us, and and hopefully that'll help us through. Okay, so what what is promising right now that you're seeing? Uh, right now, some of the remote inspections are going a little better than I was hoping, or at least what I was expecting. So that that is a good sign. We have not visited a large quantity of uh, labs this way, so it could be some regional biases or uh, uh, the labs that we were doing are highly motivated to get something done because they need accredited for the first time. So I, I think in the next two months, we'll, we'll learn a lot and see how things uh, progress and that we can act upon some things. Okay, uh, for, the in, for the industry, I could see some of the automation of testing that's been kind of just slowly building over time. I could see some more of that uh, rapidly being accepted. In fact, at the AASHTO uh, meeting yesterday for Fresh Concrete, they were talking about the device that can be attached to a concrete mixer truck uh, that would determine air and uh, I don't think they could do slump but they could do temperature revolutions and any water added uh, some of that may see a quicker adoption by DOTs than what uh, you would have seen in the past yeah that's a great point this is a this is a an excellent time for innovators to uh, get some traction where they may have been ignored before out of necessity so excellent point, Jan. Anything else you want to, uh, to say to our listeners? No, be safe. Hopefully we can get through this as quickly as possible and get back to uh, normal life again. All right, thanks, Jan. Again, that was Jan Prowl, director of CCRL. Thank you, Brian and Kim, for having me on. Thanks for listening to Ashto Resource Q&A. If you'd like to be a guest or just submit a question, Send us an email at podcast at ashtoresource.org or call Brian at 240-436-4820. For other related news and content, check out Ashto Resources' Twitter feed or go to ashtoresource.org.